0: Sayville is a very nostalgic, old-fashioned feel.
1: This is Eileen Tisnar. She's the president of the Greater Sayville Chamber of Commerce.
0: People specifically move out here because we have museums, we have our own winery, uh, we have old-fashioned stores, we have new stores, we have boutiques. It's it's a well-known place. It's a well. It used to be called which I, we still feel it is, the, the friendliest town in the nation.
1: Huh. Is that like the official motto or something?
0: <laughs> yes, yes. It was dubbed that um, about, I believe it was 25 or 26 years ago. It was dubbed the friendliest town in the nation.
1: That was by California State University at Fresno in 1994, according to a Newsday article.
0: Very old-fashioned, old-time clock. Um, just a, always hustling and bustling people always on Main Street we always have events going on um, there isn't a given time that you're on Main Street that there isn't somebody there
1: during better times that is
0: it's been really hard because people love to window shop in our town um, and, and they go in and out of the stores and being that a lot of them are closed it's, it's been really hard Um, And the ones that are open have had such strict regulations, of course. Um, So following those strict regulations like curbside pickup or uh, only, you know, a couple of people allowed in with masks at a time or it's taken the friendliest town and it's been so hard for all of us. Mm.
1: I'm Mark Chisano, and this is episode 17 of Life Under Coronavirus, Newsday Opinion's oral history of how Long Islanders are helping each other and getting through the pandemic. One of the most visible changes during this period, outside the realm of health, has been the region's shuttered businesses. The shuttering is obvious in a place like Sayville, home to a downtown area that's usually bustling, Tisnar says.
0: It's always bustling, and people know each other, and People are walking their dogs, and the kids are all on their bikes, usually in front of Sobols or the Italian ice place. And it's a place where the kids gather.
1: The whole draw of a place like Sayville is the miracle of even a little density, a relative amount of density compared to other downtowns without sewers. In Sayville, you have the train station, the ferry to fire island, people coming and going, stopping to eat or shop. But when density is the enemy, Things look different.
0: You don't see as as many families and shoppers. So it, it it looks sad. In honesty, it's it's a little hard to see.
1: Tisnar says it's not exactly that Savo's Main Street is empty, but it's sparse.
0: It's definitely sparse. When it was nice out the other day, we saw some couples walking and some more joggers. You know, but all masked. So Right. They weren't they weren't really talking with each other and the few that were talking with each other to other couples. It was very bizarre for me to see them so far apart.
1: That distance struck Tiznara as strange.
0: So, they were far apart. They were kind of shouting behind their masks to each other. Um so it just looked very strange. It just looked very you wouldn't expect that usually on on a sunny beautiful day or in in on Main Street, it just it um it's just not the Main Street I've known for almost thirty years, you know, and it's um it's hard to watch as a president. Um because I just want all my businesses back.
1: Businesses are doing what they can to make do for now, from curbside pickup to virtual tours of their stores.
0: So we started selling a lot online on Facebook, on Venmo. Thank God we have these things now. <laughs> so we, we've been selling on Genmo, and we've been sending, selling on, um, you know, Square. And then these business owners have tried so hard. I mean, when I tell you at Easter, wrapping baskets and delivering them to people's doorsteps.
1: But in order to really get back... Many businesses are looking for aid from the federal government. For some in Sayville, Tisnar says that hasn't fully worked out, including for herself. She runs an educational advocacy firm that's temporarily closed. She said businesses tell her the relief process is slow or confusing or businesses don't end up with enough of a boost. Unfortunately, she says, D.C. wasn't a lifeline.
0: Absolutely not. No. And every business that I spoke to anyway. Yeah. Maybe for some, but the ones that I spoke to, I would say a good percentage on our main street, there's been no lifeline.
1: To help, Tisnar started a relief fund for local businesses.
0: I started personally a relief fund just for the businesses, a specific account, tax deductible just for them. And after only ten days the business relief fund is up to $10,000 because our community keeps saying, what can we do? What can we do for the businesses for when they come back? So we started a And that's fund. like
1: donations? Like people are giving donations yes.
0: to the fund? Yes, We put it right on our Greater Seville Chamber website.
1: She says she plans to distribute the money to help businesses make the adaptations they need to reopen. We
0: are going to take that money and help the businesses adopt or adapt, I guess I should say, um, money-wise, what they need to look make that happen. So if they need plexiglass around the registers, do they need masks so that every customer who comes in is masked? Do they need signs explaining to people, you know, six people can only come in at a time? Right, do they right. need throwaway menus? Um, whatever it takes,
1: The relief fund is still growing, and she vows to use that and anything else she can do to get Main Street and beyond looking like it was again.
0: We're going to need to help them, every one of them. And we will make it, our chamber will make it our mission, our board will make it our mission to get them all back. And we'll do whatever it takes to get them back.
1: Thanks for listening to Life Under Coronavirus. If you know of someone we should be covering, or if you want to share your own experience about coronavirus in New York, leave us a voicemail with your name and phone number at 631-213-1543. That's 631-213-1543. We may use your message as the basis for a future episode. Once again, I'm Mark Chisano from Newsday Opinion. Amanda Ficina is our producer. Stay healthy. See you next time.